like she's gotten into all this violent world because of how much of a thrill she's looking for. So the more vague it is, the better it is for her. And then like things like, Oh, another intruder. And then immediately trying to get killed. Like for her, <laughs> that's just going to be like, what do you mean? Another one? Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 128. I'm your host, Ryan, here with the other host, Edge. What is up, everybody? And we're still talking about, you know, our Cyclops mommy, please step on me. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the picture of her and forgot about Hedge. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> folks, but... Wait, you're the one looking at a picture of her. I, oh, I am okay. like, you know, I'm invested in this episode. I'm not distracted. <laughs> You can't lie to an officer like that. It's illegal. <laughs> I'm just oozing alpha male energy. <laughs> um, housekeeping up top as usual. You can listen to us everywhere. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Remember, that's C-O-R. And email us at podcastcore at gmail.com if you want to get in contact. And then follow us on all the platforms because that helps. Helps us get discovered. And leave a like and a comment because we want to hear from you. But word of mouth has gotten us this far. It's still working. So tell a friend to give into the compulsions <laughs> by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Oh, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, as far as like giving into the compulsions, uh, we're talking about the possibly the most impulsive person in the Ruterra uh, yeah. universe, which is Samira still going into her story. And uh, Samira is 100% of letting a person that lets the intrusive thoughts win. Evelyn <laughs> has more restraint than Samira. Okay. Now that's a little far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like you know, it's like it's like the meme from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> so yeah, today we're talking about her story. We talked about her bio. Obviously, you know the rule of thumb is: if this is your first episode. Go back and listen to that one, so it gives you a basis for this. Uh, this is Daredevil Impulse, and what this does is it just gives us a, a, an adventure, right? An adventure with Samira. And the story is conveniently, I mean, we like to break, you know, stories into three parts the way they're best told, uh, but this story does it for us. Uh, so we start with this situation in a weapon shop, which makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if it doesn't make sense to you, that pos that probably means that you haven't actually listened to this, like our bio episode. Yeah. So like legitimately go listen to it and then you'll be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Samira enters a weapon shop with Indari, who is her captain, who's now been injured. So she's in a wheelchair, uh, but she's still kind of her point man, her uh, her intel. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they, she she is the oracle to Batman. Yes, actually. Perfect. Perfect. And yeah. even in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. And she walks in. There's this weapon master maker in there. There's some apprentices. And the weapon maker also doubles as a tattoo artist, which, listen, master of multiple trades, right? Got to. In this economy, you have to. <laughs> hey, you know, like if you haven't joined the military to make your extra money for the Dodge Charger, then yeah, you've <laughs> exactly. got to have two jobs. 
<laughs> you don't get a Hellcat with one job, all right? <laughs> so Samira is in the weapon shop. She wants to buy guns, right? And she wants to buy something new because she's bored with hers. That's pretty much the reason she gives, and she likes to spend money, and she likes to piss off her captain. Um, so this kind of solves all those problems in one in one sweep, swoop, right? The one thing, though, that's important here is that she likes to spend money. Now, keep this in mind for the next champion we'll talk about in our future episode. Um, but she goes in and she sees what's labeled as an expensive, untested Zonite weapon. Now, surprise, she buys it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, if you let the impulsive thoughts always win, you get <laughs> Samira. <laughs> and, and, and Dari's like, what the fuck? This is a terrible idea. And Samira's like, I need it. I need the right equipment for this job. So what is this job? Well, we'll find out in a bit. Yeah. And as far as like with at this setup here, like one of the nice things that we do get to see is that uh, we really in the bio, we didn't get a great idea of what Samira's day to day looks like after the botch job that uh and that ended up being in dari's last yeah. mission right uh so this is giving us more of an insight of what the day-to-day -day looks like which is samira you know meeting up within dari and you know at relatively sketchy areas right because this is this is a gun shop that doubles as a tattoo parlor you know that doesn't <laughs> actually sound like the healthiest tattoo parlor um but you know like they meet up somewhere get some tools for the job and go do the job. So this is what her day-to-day -day looks like now, um, or at least like some more details. So it's nice to get those details, but otherwise we're just here to see, you know, some Samira Sakuga, right? Like, yeah. And please tell funny. me there's Sakuga. It's <laughs> funny because tattoo shops usually double as piercing shops. So, but this is Noxus. So this actually is pretty, a pretty fun take. Hey, I mean, if you think about it, it's a way to give piercings to your enemies, right? <laughs> Instead of piercing an earlobe, we're piercing it right between your eyes. <laughs> So we go to part two. <laughs> and in part two, we jump to the quote unquote job. And Samira is now in the southern jungles weeks later uh, with a uh, little action taking place in between. Like there's really nothing going on uh, besides her just traveling and looking for this thing. And this, you know, reading the way she says this as she's getting to her mission or trying to figure out what her actual mission is because it's kind of vague. Um, we we come to the conclusion that she has ADHD, but for violence. There's a thing where, like, that's her vice is violence. Like, that keeps her going. That keeps her thrills going. The gun is just the equipment for that violence. And this mission uh, was pretty simple. It's to enter a compound that's near Qualthala, sorry, Qualthala, uh, <laughs> which is quite the name. You got she there. Needs retrie she needs to retrieve a weapon. That threatens the empire, once again, vague, and then leave no survivors. And we don't know who these people are. So <laughs> you remember we talked about it? Well, if you didn't listen to our last episode, you don't remember. But in our last episode, we talked about at the end, she becomes that person who goes on these solo missions that no one else can do. And it's probably because the instructions are very unclear <laughs> why no one can do it. Um, and we find out that when she gets there, someone shouts, another intruder, quote, another and then she rushes in for some target practice. So yeah. and, it's a uh, weird like, situation to start off. Yeah. 
And, and on the note of like, you know, she goes on missions that nobody else can do. I think it's more that like she goes on missions that nobody else wants to do, right? Because she, yeah, true. It, it's a combination of ADHD for violence as well as just thrill seeking. And like, if you think of it as a rational human being and the job details are that vague, yeah, you're going to start asking questions. And likely you're not going to get answers. And then you'll probably say, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Samira is not going to say no, because it's like, oh, like the more vague it is, the more adventurous it is to find out true, how true. screwed I could be because the, I'm, I'm here for seeking a thrill. And that's like she's gotten into all this violent world because of how much of a thrill she's looking for. So the more vague it is, the better it is for her. And then like things like, oh, another intruder and then immediately trying to get killed. Like for her, <laughs> that's just going to be like, what do you mean another one? Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. It's crazy because she's also skilled. So she hears what's said and she processes it. But the other part of her brain is like, fuck it, let's go. Like, I heard what they said, but who cares? Who uh, cares? did a bit of foreshadowing, too, by the way. So keep keep what he said in mind. Um, <laughs> Sakuga. Not the Sakuga part. Something different. But Sakuga's happening now. <laughs> I, Sakuga. that, I, I just wanted Sakuga. Like, you know what? <laughs> Forget about the foreshadowing because it's Sakuga time. <laughs> Samira wouldn't be thinking about foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, so it's Sakuga time. She kind of discovers that someone has beat her to the weapon location, which is rare. And then another guard asks, as this mess is going on, did Rel send you to clean up this mess? Once again, she's like, no. Who's Rel, right? <laughs> For one, uh, we know who she is. We'll talk about her <laughs> at some point. Uh, but yeah. she says, no, I'm here on with Noxus, which I don't know if you should also tell them that. She, listen. <laughs> Samira hey, look, is an amalgamation of concerns. Like, it's not about whether or not like it's a good idea to tell them that. Again, like Samira is just on like a bloody war path essentially because for yeah. her it's fun. Like she's just trying to find that entertainment. So it doesn't matter what she says to these guys. She's not letting them walk away. She can say whatever she wants. True. Who yeah. are they gonna tell? You're right, you're right. I forgot about, you know, God damn it. see, yeah. that's me. As an amateur mercenary, I don't have... Yeah, you, you would be one of the mercenaries that would look at the job details and go, I'm not doing that job. That's why Samir is here now. Send him the desk duty. All right. Yeah. Well. But, but yeah, like, uh, as far as to that point, you know, she does kind of reveal some information to these, ba like, to these basketball writers. But mm -hmm. then, you know, the first, after the, she says that first thing, one of them catches a bullet to the head. Oh, yeah. Then, it's brutal. That's, yeah, that's it, one thing about Samira, right? Like, it's even in her bio when it talks about how she kills people, it's very final. Like, it's not, there's no playing yeah. with your food type business. Um, and I, I'm glad that you use like brutal because, like, I think it's like has a bit of the brutality that we we're missing that from some of the stories for like Draven mm -hmm. and yeah, some of these other Noxus characters that are, you know just as bloody as yeah. Samira but you know they were older bios a younger riot games True. targeting a younger audience but now their audience has grown up so these stories have clearly grown up too um so if, good point. this is a good read as far as seeing like the growth that riot's gone under as far as the storytelling because uh this is a lot more brutal than we would have gotten like you know, five years ago in a story, which you could go read some of those stories, but we covered them in our show too. So, you know, pick your poison. Exactly. 
And Hetch mentioned the Basilisk Riders. So we get to the point at the end of the saga. You can go read it because there's a lot of her bantering, Samira stuff, right? Um, and they kind of set the scene very well on how they move through this space. Uh, but she finishes the remaining one um, in a fancy manner, as she always does. And then she continues through the compound to do her – this is the Batman portion, right? This is the detective portion. And she continues through the compound to find the building doors are smashed. Uh, there's a stone prison cell that's warped and there's metal scattered everywhere. And then there's another front door that's smashed. And there's this giant gaping hole, hole that tunnels out into the jungle. Uh, and to her, she's like, this is probably nothing to worry about. <laughs> right? <It's, laughs> that's it. <laughs> so she pulls out her flask, sits down, drinks, and is just happy that there's more to this whole mission. She's happy that it didn't turn out to be as boring as she thought it was. Because remember, for weeks, she's been doing nothing but traversing a jungle, right? That's not her bag. <laughs> and, and, like, she even, like, her last words as far as, um, like, on the mission front, the last words that she says is, congratulations, weapon. Whatever or whoever you are, <laughs> you've got my attention. And Which, I mean, like, we've already kind of established that it's almost like ADHD. So mm -hmm. the fact that she now has her attention focused on something. Oh yeah. You know, you know, like there's like a going to be more to this story at some point. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like it's who, who's going to look at all of that destruction and a literal tunnel, like, you know, a large <laughs> tunnel too, that looks like it was freshly dug, yeah, but completed. And then just like, yeah, this is whatever. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit down and drink. Like, who does that, <laughs> Samira? Please. Oh man, I will tell you at some point. But you know, our what we do here is, you know, we set you up, and then months later, something pops up again. <laughs> <laughs> so sit tight. Stay tuned for the ruination book. <laughs> yeah, well, we hop to our last part here, which is a couple weeks later because she's heading back. Right, we're back in the weapon shop. Where Samir is now getting a tattoo or getting tattoos kind of updated and cleaned yep. up. Uh, nothing, no, no new ink. Uh, but Indari asks her, you know, about her new toy. She's like, did you like the guns? And she's surprised when Samira not only says she enjoyed them, but plans on using them for multiple times. Like she doesn't – she's one to use a gun and get rid of it because she's bored, right? Uh, but she's sticking with this set. Um, and then after she gets her tattoo, a little bit of chit-chat, she pays up leaves and then tells Indari, you know, let me know when the next mission is. And Dari's like, hey, I don't know how to contact you. You don't you don't have a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> like we're in a magic world. You don't so like we don't have a we don't have cell phones or anything like that. And the last time I had to track you down, I nearly lost some of my scouts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this this reminds me of Demon Slayer. Because this actually happens in Demon Slayer yes. where if they're on a mission, on their way to mission, and something changes, it's so perilous that trying to go update them or get other, like, messengers to get to them can result in the death of messengers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's very much like that. And and then, like, you know, Indari's like, yo, I, I've already lost some messengers. I don't want to lose more. And Samira's like... Ah, uh, you'll find me. It's just leaves anyways, just like deuces. It's that meme of the guy throwing up a peace sign and then disappearing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you know, you know. <laughs> and then we get a little bit of uh, to be continued here 
where once she's gone and Dari notices that the tattoo artist has, is a different person. <laughs> they drop this shadowy guys. They had this dark sorcery they were concealing their appearance with. And it's a pale-faced woman. And they say, Captain Indari, you will give her whatever she wants. The Empire needs Samira. Uh, good mm. old Black Rose. Huh. I I mean, are you sure? Like it, it, it could be. Yeah, like, it can't. You can't just jump to Black Rose because it is a a pale skinned woman with the power of magic and like deceitful disguises, who has a vet, invested interest in the Noxian Empire. It could be anyone. You're right. It's Vladimir. My bad. I fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, it's Vlad. <laughs> but no, no, like this is this is clearly this is clearly, you know, like Black Rose involvement and oh, more likely than yeah. not is gonna be LeBlanc, right? But yeah. that so, uh, like yeah. it, it makes sense though, because you know, like to the comment that like there's no cell phones, there's also like no internet. Yeah. Um so how is Indari getting access to like these leads for jobs mm-hmm. of a perilous nature? without having a really big network to tap into she clearly has a network to tap into and who has a better network connection than the black rose yeah like and that's not just in noxus like the black rose is everywhere yeah so it makes sense that that would be her contact but the we don't get any more details other than that we just get the reveal that the black rose is involved and they have an invested interest in samira and yeah, and this that's is, where this, we end. Yeah, and that's where our story ends. But you know, this is the part of the show. If you want to stick around, we do a little bit of interesting discussion. And the one thing I want to bring up here is the Indari Samira relationship. Because if you remember from our bio, um, we mentioned that in Indari has experience and she saw the recklessness and saw the potential in Samira. And we ultimately would think from that, oh, you know. It's a person with talent, but they can be a danger to themselves. So I'm going to be the leash, right? And now that we see the direct involvement with the Black Rose, it could be more than that because Indari does see a lot of herself in Samira. And it could be a case where when she comments on Samira's ridiculousness, where Samira, because of her personality, sees it as, oh, mom's just breathing down my neck, where it ultimately is Indari protecting her from this amazing influence that Indari is very familiar with. And the leash is more a case of, hey, I need to make sure she doesn't go too far or that she doesn't become directly connected to the Black Rose uh, because she may not be able to handle that. Because remember the biggest part, she's still very young. Samira is young. She got started early. Uh, because of her circumstances. So I think that's the depth there uh, that you can play with as as a consumer of the content. Yeah, and I, and it definitely makes sense as far as, like, trying to be more protective because, like, sure, Samara, as you said, is like, oh, well, mom's breathing down my neck. Mm-hmm. And Indari is probably, you know, is kind of taking on more of a caretaker role because yeah. not only is Samira young, but we know that her parents were injured yeah. in their in their escape to Noxus. So, like, more likely than not, her parents weren't in any kind of position to be the reins to yeah. 
to Samira's adrenaline junkies, like adrenaline rush seeking. So, you know, somebody had to step up to the plate and more likely than not, like we don't we don't have a lot of details as far as like missions when Indari was still uh, active. Like we don't so far, we don't have a story of when Indari was active as a saboteur and of but more like seeing Samira and what we know of Samira, there is no way in hell that there weren't at least 80% of their missions with Indari going, Samira, no, get back here. Yeah. Come back here. You're going to get blown up. Calm the, calm the hell down and let's get the job done. Uh, and But now, you know, she just physically doesn't have the means to do that. So she does it the best way she can, which is to be the liaison to this higher power and keep Samira at a distance. But we, at the very least, we know that like at the moment, the black Rose doesn't want to have direct contact with Samira yeah. because I mean, if the black Rose wants to have direct contact, yeah, they're going to have direct contact. It's not like in, I don't think Indari can protect Samira as much as she probably wants to. Um, but for you venture bro fans, the black Rose is the investors. <laughs> oh yeah. If they want to get in contact, they will. Yeah, like they they're a hundred percent the investors, and I I think like this um God what was like with the Venture Brothers reference like because uh, Samira is Brock, and then like Andari is um uh like uh, his trainer, the one that's trans. I, I forget oh yeah, her that name. could work. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably no, like that, that because, works. Yeah. But but you know like Venture Brothers is completely different because he's that's actually uh, really she a does, great comparison yeah yeah she does come back like as an active agent again yeah. in their own organization but that's how the investors get involved because yeah if the Black Rose wants you the Black Rose will find you and they already found Samira yeah. they just are choosing not to make direct contact yet um, so we're going to have to wait to see if riot's going to give us more details. Like, cause we can speculate about it all day. That's the fun part. When you get into like this more espionage, yeah. uh, mercenary style instead of just straight up Sakuga. But like, it's so open-ended at the moment that we could go on for hours. We're just going to have to wait until riot decides to give us more. And which, riot, if you want to put Indari in the game, with a bunch of dope wheelchair skins as a support character, do yo, it. Yo. Do it. I mean, think <laughs> like th- think like if they took a page like out of some other MOBAs and then like the Indari could be more like a kind of play like Abathur in uh Heart of the Sword or Heart of the Storm. Yeah. Where, you know, like the a stationary unit that yeah. just has like a far reaching ways of like helping other people. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. It would be a neat way to shake things up. And you get some representation. Because the, the one thing you got to remember as well, resources are unlimited here for Indari and Samira, right? So you can, Indari can get back in the field in certain ways um, yeah. that most other organ and they have, they are that, they're the only one of their kind in this, in this order. So yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that's a cool, cool aspect, I think. I, I think like if Indari got into the game, like because that would be like a cool way to do it. But I think I think like the the riot approach um, that like because we've been seeing like the stories kind of getting more mature and darker. Right. So I think like I think like if Indari made a comeback, it would be because Indari, you know, like feels pressured 
to help Samira out in the field. Yeah. So then she's going to turn to someone who might be able to give her uh, oh, the no, means of a oh, mobility no. again. <laughs> and we're in Noxus. We're in Noxus. So there's a <laughs> lot There's a lot of avenues of trying to get your legs back, right? Yeah. Uh, whether through know. blood magic, yeah. whether through the Black Roses connections, or, you know, maybe she did work in the military, so she probably knows about, like, some mad scientist by the name of Singed. Uh, they, there's a lot of interesting ways that you could bring Indari back You're into not wrong. <laughs> And that makes me mad. <laughs> but with it that. also makes you worried about Andari. <laughs> all right. So that brings into our episode. As always, we appreciate y'all being here. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah. And, and, you know, Ryan did kind of point out that like, you know, like to look out for it. And if you could guess it, that'd be cool. Hit us up at podcast score, gmail.com. See if you can guess. And otherwise take care, everybody. 